Hi, I'm Francis Keeney and welcome to The Trough for Tuesday the 28th of February. Your daily bite-sized wrap of all the political stories you need to know this morning. Today, the debate over the Racial Discrimination Act is set to flare up again with the release of a parliamentary report into whether Section 18C of the Act should be changed. Both Fairfax and News Limited say among the options being presented to the Prime Minister today include removing the words offend, insult and humiliate to be replaced with the word harass. Now, it's worth remembering that Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull is not compelled to act on this report. These aren't even recommendations to change the law, just options. But this comes at a time where there's a push inside the coalition for the federal government to strike a more conservative tone in a bid to tackle the growing threats of the One Nation Party, not to mention concerns that could impede on freedom of speech. Tony Burke and AM says Labor won't back any changes. This report will be handed down this afternoon. George Christensen has been among those publicly calling for changes to 18C. He's certain to quit the party if it doesn't embrace more conservative values. And we got mixed messages last night on his future in the coalition. On Sky News with Andrew Bolt, he seemed to indicate it was, quote, a possibility that he could leave the National Party for one nation if it meant being able to save his seat of Dawson in Queensland. But by the time he appeared on Late Line, he'd backed away, denying he had approached One Nation, denying they had approached him, and that he hopes that he will be in the National Party by the time of the next federal election. He says yesterday's poll showing One Nation and the coalition at 30% apiece in his seat is not surprising, and that voters have adopted a pox on both your houses attitude towards politics. He also reiterated his support for a commission of inquiry in Parliament into the banking sector, but doesn't think it would amount to a vote of no confidence in the federal government and the Prime Minister. Now, this comes at a time where we have another Photoshop front page for the Daily Telegraph with various politicians dressed as clowns. The story's focusing on internal discussions about succession plans come 2019 when the federal election is due to be held and contemplating life after Malcolm Turnbull. There's also suggestions in the New Daily of rumours that former Army officer James Brown, Malcolm Turnbull's son-in-law, is being groomed for pre-selection in the seat of Wentworth if Turnbull loses the next election and bows out of politics. It follows yesterday's bad news poll for the coalition amid fresh infighting about the party's future and Tony Abbott's intervention last week. As the Special Minister of State Scott Ryan said on Q&A last night, Mr Abbott's comments, quote, weren't helpful. A bit of an understatement, really. The coalition is also under fire over penalty rates and Liberal MPs have called for backup from the business community. The AFR quotes an unnamed Liberal MP suggesting groups who had campaigned for lower penalty rates now have a duty to speak up, while the likes of the Business Council of Australia and the Australian Retailers Association have welcomed last week's decision by the Fair Work Commission. They say there are no plans to counter a major work choices-style campaign the Labor and the unions are threatening to unleash. We'll see the ACTU in town today, and the Australian also reports the CFMEU is also on board with any public campaign, even though its members won't be affected by the drop-in penalty rates. Labor used every question in question time yesterday in a bid to pile more pressure on the federal government on this. 
We've got two different perspectives on yesterday's figures showing company profits are on the rise, according to the ABS. The pre-tax profits of businesses hit a record $63.9 billion in the final quarter of last year. That's up by more than $25 billion. It comes as wage growth stagnates. Now, the Australian says it will help deliver a much-needed windfall for the federal government for the upcoming budget, thanks to the mining sector. But the Sydney Morning Herald says it could make the job of selling the company tax cuts more difficult. Centrelink is under fire this morning for warning that it will release the personal details of those who publicly criticise its debt recovery program in order to, quote, correct the record. It made the threat yesterday when blogger Andy Fox wrote an opinion piece in Fairfax Media saying she was terrorised by Centrelink for a debt she didn't own. In response, another article on Fairfax was published with a spokesman for Centrelink showing personal details of Ms Fox. Labor frontbencher Linda Burney says Centrelink has engaged in, quote, deeply unethical actions, unquote, but a spokesperson for the Department of Human Services told the ABC they are prepared to make details public to correct the record, and Fairfax Media has also been criticised for its handling of this story. News poll, which was out in the field last week, was also asking questions about renewable energy. The headline in The Australian says 45% of respondents said they didn't want to pay more for electricity coming from renewable sources when asked how much extra per year they'd be prepared to spend. It's also worth noting, though, 43% said they would be prepared to spend at least $100 extra a year. Last week's essential poll suggested 71% said the federal government wasn't doing enough to ensure there was affordable, reliable and clean energy. 65% supported Labor's 50% renewable energy target by 2030. This comes as the Clean Energy Finance Corporation says it received an email from an unidentified company requesting a loan for a $1.2 billion coal-fired power plant with carbon capture and storage. And the AWU has written to the Prime Minister wanting him to quarantine a portion of Australia's natural gas for domestic use. It follows a warning from Blue Scope Steel last week about the future of base low power if coal-fired power plants close up and are not replaced with gas-fired power stations. And briefly, in other news this morning, the Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull is off to Jakarta next week for a latest summit. It's a meeting of the Indian Ocean Rim Association. They'll be discussing maritime security, people smuggling and economic ties. The first F-35 joint strike fighter has arrived on Australian soil. The ABC got first shots of the beleaguered fighter jet at the Amberley Air Force Base near Brisbane. They'll go on public display at the Avalon Air Show in coming days. Liberal Senator David Fawcett has been forced to clarify his remarks after he appeared to liken asylum seekers to fleas during Senate estimates. He made the remarks into a hearing into boat arrivals. He says he questioned the ethics of Labor nitpicking, suggested they, quote, brought the fleas in the first place. He later tried to clarify his remarks, saying he was using it as a metaphor for Labor senators seeking small details from the Department of Immigration about this issue and wasn't intended to apply to people who are refugees. The Australian suggests that the Deputy Prime Minister Barnaby Joyce wants the infrastructure and transport portfolio of fellow Nationals Minister Darren Chester. The $50 billion infrastructure program could become key to the coalition in the regions where one nation is nipping at its heels. We're anticipating a major ministerial reshuffle in the middle of the year. In the meantime, there's also another essential poll out this morning in The Guardian, Labor leading the coalition 53 to 47. A one-point change, a small movement there within the poll's margin of error. And former Richmond AFL star Joel Bowden is reportedly being touted as the next Labor candidate for the seat of Lingiari. 
According to the Herald Sun, talks have begun for him to replace Warren Snowden in the Northern Territory. He met with Bill Shorten when he was in Darwin last week. This would be another captain's pick, though. That seems to keep happening in the local branch of the Labour Party in the top end. Senate estimate starts at 9am today. The House of Reps is at midday. Nothing planned at this stage from the PM or the opposition leader. Australia Post and the ABC are up this morning, followed by SBS in the afternoon and NBN in the evening. The Australian Submarine Corporation, the Department of Finance, and tonight we'll also hear about parliamentary entitlements. We've also got the Human Rights Commission this morning, as well as ASIO and the AFP. And we also have the APVMA, the Australian Pesticides and Veterinary Medicines Authority, that's the one that Barnaby Joyce wants to move to his electorate. I'm Francis Keeney. Thanks very much for your company. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, leave a review if you want. You can also visit the website, thetroth.com.au, and I'm also on Twitter and Facebook. Thanks again. Talk to you tomorrow.